1: Or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now, we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Erin Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you for joining us. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, we've got a lot of stories that we want to get to today. um, A lot in the mix that we want to discuss. Um, I will just start off by saying this and then we'll kind of end up Unpacking this statement, okay. Well, the great, but mm-hmm. I will just start by saying this: I think that the month of March may have found its newly minted um, oppressed people people group.
2: Okay, and
1: um, and and I again, you know, I often say with fair warning, I'm not suggesting that this will be so, uh-huh. but I think that Christians always have to use discernment when there are things that start kind of like fomenting things, you, mm. you know, just um. I don't know. We just have to. We have to just be. We just have to be careful. And so, um, I think. I think, and and I'll I'll make my case as we make our way through the show. Um, but I think that um, Asian Americans may find themselves as sort of the newly minted oppressed class that needs protection.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: And remember, we have to have a society of divisions. Right. Right. For the Marxists to succeed. Right. Remember, My we goodness. have to have this race to the bottom. Right. And for a long time, I actually personally believed that the Asian community was kind of insulated from this because all of the, the rhetoric that usually surrounds oppression and we can't do, we can't do, um, did not apply to Asian Americans. Because typically speaking, you see a lot of hard work coming out of that community. You see a mm-hmm. lot of sacrifice. You see a lot of. Um, connectedness among family members willing to give of themselves to help this one and that one. And all of these things in some cases anecdotal, but the proof is in the pudding. Um, We see overachievers in school. I mean, you know, just look, I mean, you know, we don't do PC on this show. So if you want me to do (laughs) PC, come back. Um, (laughs) And none of the time. Uh, So we don't do PC, but there are just things that we can observe as Americans. And we see things different, you know, happening within this community, generally speaking. And uh, but now I think with COVID nineteen and some information I'm reading, and I'm going to make my case. I'm, you know, I will. I'll make my case. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with me. No one ever has to agree with me, but I will make my case. And I think it's something that Christians need to watch for, because we have um, we have outlets that are quote unquote Christian outlets. And the reason I use quotes is because sometimes I think that these outlets, not all of them, but I think some of these outlets. Um, also, dub, double as puppets for liberal, you know, <laughs> liberal thought. All right. Mm, and mm. and I, I think um, anyway, as we get into it, I'll, I'll make my case for that. So just mark my words here. OK, mark my words. But I think that March may have um, may have been the month that uh, there was a new oppressed people group formed in this country. And um, I think we're talking about the the Asians. In America, yeah, and uh, if you look at some of the stories that are out there, yeah. and there's a, a recent statement that has been drafted by Asian American Christians, and when you read this statement, it kind of reads like um, sort of a Asian Lives Matters or mm. Asian Lives Matter manifesto. Mm. Um, I don't right. want to I don't want to oversimplify this, but uh, I will just remind people back in 2015, I was the first one to expose Black Lives Matter. Can I say that <laughs> about myself? I probably shouldn't. But I did because <laughs> it's true. Nobody nobody visited Black Lives Matter's website. Everybody was like, well, we don't know about this organization. Should we get behind it? All lives matter. and We don't know. And and I mean, yeah, we want to care about all people, but we don't know. And so I did, you know, some deep digging, which means just clicking. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, let's go check them out. Who are these people?" And then you come to find out that they're they're founded by lesbians, that they're committed to overthrowing what they call the Western prescription of family. I mean, it's right. just total anarchy, yeah, chaos, yeah. incompatible with biblical Christianity. So I'm like, "So let the conversation be done. We don't support them.
2: Right? We can't. Like,
1: there's no <laughs> there's one no needs way. to be conflicted. Yeah. Like everybody's like wringing their scarves. Oh, we don't know. We don't want to <laughs> offend our." Black Christian brothers, but we don't know these people seem like anarchists. Well, they are. Right. And on their website, they assert themselves to be anarchists. And so all we had to do was just check and cause us to take a step back and say, am I a racist? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do care about black lives, but I don't know. I mean, it was ridiculous, right? The conversation yeah, we, we it was, were having. It was crazy. So I find that we may be, I'm not saying that for sure we are, because this website is so new that there's not much information on it. I mean, like like established, built March, 2020. So, so here we, it's like, it's like, Hey, we're oppressed. We need to coalesce around this oppression. Quick, get us a website. Now, again, I'm not trying to be, you know, crass. I'm not trying to, I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive, Mm -hmm. but I am not going to downplay discernment. I, I think we need to watch because remember, we have a nation that is moving in the direction of creating the kind of society where you have perpetually oppressed people um, based on whatever marks of oppression they have been assigned. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And so what could not stick with Asian Americans is that you're a minority. And they're like, so what? Right. We still <laughs> own businesses, though. Exactly. <laughs> okay? Right? Uh. You, but, yeah, but listen, you are oppressed. You're a minority. So what? My kid is still smarter than yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> But now with COVID nineteen, will I think there is something different? And mm. and I'm, I Man, am, I hope. Um,
2: I hope not. I hope it don't go that route. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I hope, do
1: know what you're saying. I, I mean, because yeah.
2: that is a big mess. And you know, I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about the whole wokeness and Black Lives Matters and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It, it's just it. it to me, that mindset set off a whole bunch of other craziness.
1: Oh, it caused great division within the body of Christ. Yes, it also was the, the catalyst. It it gave way to great division in the church. Great yeah. division. And then these other oppressed people groups. Now watch this. Oppressed people groups within the body of Christ. Hmm. So that you could segment the body of Christ. Right. This was the Genesis happened outside. Of the, this is why I always say. Why in the world do Christians look to the world for solutions to the problems that the world has created? Right. These are not even our problems because we we have a manual. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. And I
2: was going to say we take them on as our problems because the world said you need to be concerned about this.
1: Right. That's right. That's right. right. And then people look at us and they're like, so what are you Christians going to do about this problem that we're having in the world? And we should look at them and say, we don't
2: have that problem. We know That's how to deal problem. with this stuff. If that problem does arise, we have the Bible.
1: That's exactly right. Now, you know what? Now, you know what they so they they don't want. But you can't use your tools. Yeah. If you're going to fix their problem.
2: Yeah. They I'm want you use to use tools.
1: their tools.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my tools. Interstate
1: ultra left, critical race theory.
2: I'm like, they, all right. They, they, Intersectionality. That your tools don't fit me.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's
2: good. I'm a Christian. Here,
1: use this armor. Yeah, no, no that's that's what they want. And, and then and then I think the Christian loses when mm. you show up to fight using their tools are using their armor and all of this stuff, then you lose. You're ineffective. We have to use the tools that we've been given chief among those tools, the word of God, the Holy spirit has not left us ignorant to Satan's devices, to his schemes. And so we have to continue to stand on that. So now look again, I'm not picking On Asian Americans nor was I picking on black Americans at the time I'm an equal opportunity offender nobody's (laughs) gonna hide behind the shenanigans of the critical race theorists we're not doing it I don't care and people would say well you're not Asian you can't speak that's never stopped me speaking to anything I don't care (laughs) I'm going to talk about it, okay? And and come over here and tell me not to talk about it, (laughs) like because what's going to ultimately happen is what mm -hmm. we see today. They're going to say, "Hey, church, Mm -hmm. what are you guys going to do about the oppression of your Asian Christians?" We can't have that foolishness. You know what they
2: would more likely tell you is that yeah, you could talk about and you should identify and understand the plight of what's going on here because you are a minority and you should understand. It's like why are you speaking? You know. It would, it would go probably along that line. Look,
1: I'm a minority in the world. I'm a major Christian, though. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I'm a major Christian. All right? I lead with the truth of the word Amen. of God. My Amen. identity, first and foremost, is as one who has Christ. been purchased by Jesus Christ. That's right. Forget about what it is to be black and a woman. And then, oh, intersectionality points a black woman. Like, that's that's madness. Yeah. That is madness. Minority in the world, major in the body of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Like. You know, and that's what matters. Our identity in Christ is what matters. And so when we have that as our position, we can talk about these issues and not have to constantly do these self-checks where mm. we're like, am I racist? Mm. Do I? Like, who needs to? We don't need to do that kind of inventory. Right. Like, we don't, we don't need to. Like, I'm not surveying myself to check that. No, I'm going to continue falling on the word of God. And when I see people coming in in sinister fashion and trying to divide the, the body of Christ, which is what I suspect this will become. All right. That's mm. what they do. They continue to use the body of Christ. All right. And then we are not discerning. So we become tools in their hands. Man. We are divided. We are looking at each other with the side eye. And that's <laughs> ridiculous because we need unity. Yeah. We have to have unity to yes. function. Amen. We have to. So the enemy is always trying to jeopardize that. Always, always trying to, to, to undo unity. Right. Mm. So anyways, um, I'm, now, I'm and, concerned and, about it.
2: And to that point, you know, Jesus even prayed that his body would be one as, Amen. you know, and I think all this kind of stuff flies in the face of that. It's always causing division. So we need to mark those <laughs> who are causing these divisions and, yeah. and be like you said, be discerning and understand, man, this is not of, of God. And, and we have yeah. the word of God to help us uh, uh, to resolve all differences or whatever may rise up. We have everything that we need for life in God. Amen.
1: Amen. And look, and and pray, let's pray for believers among us who may be a little bit, um, they may say soft-hearted, um, maybe weaker in some of these areas where your compassion just sort of like, you know, <laughs> comes from your pores. And so then you think, oh, we got to do more. What if we, we, we've done horribly? We haven't done enough. You know, let us pray for believers who may unwittingly find themselves in a situation where they're being manipulated
2: mm. or made
1: to feel like that you have discriminated against Asian-Americans, because I'm going to tell you straight up, this is where this ultimately goes. Where this ultimately goes is that you're going to walk around doing these self-checks, and you're going to say, man, when I think of the coronavirus, am I, am I skeptical of Chinese Christians? Am I skeptical of Chinese Americans and all these things? And these are where some of the headlines are, they want to take you. I'll just tell you that point blank. Now, look, we're not going to ignore the facts in the headlines, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that today. But um, we're not going to just have our emotions just pulled along. And, I'm, and, not, I'm not here for that. And the
2: thing is, there's a total, totally different thing between uh, Chinese people and c- Chinese Christians or whatever and the Chinese government. Correct. It's Excellent. a totally different thing. You know, right. when I think about the Chinese people, especially Chinese Christians, I think of, my, I think of uh, underground churches. I think of people right. who are really seeking the Lord and really, you know, the Chinese government, I have a total, mm-hmm. totally different mindset about should. that. As you should. So I think we need to make sure that we have that separation there.
1: Look, I see the Chinese people as victims of the Chinese government. Yeah. But let me also say this. Let me also say this Chinese people, victims of the Chinese government, are even still different from Chinese Americans. We're talking about American citizens. We're talking about people who, you know, just a, a couple months ago, they were having to tell you, no, you can't put that in your to go plate. Mm. No, you can't. That, I'm sorry. You can't. You know, it's too full. It's <laughs> like let's let's not allow this. What is currently going on to just yeah. dull our senses and come make on, us crazy. All good. right. Like, that's I mean, your, your neighborhood hot walk is still your neighborhood hot walk. Exactly. Now, if you, you know, that's your choice if you want to get food there to go or not. But we don't need to have this feeling of like, oh, my goodness, the food has come in from China. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: Come on. That's that's, yeah.
1: that's 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 all right. You forced <laughs> me. That's dumb. Mm. that's dumb Mm. all right. and we don't need we don't need to say (laughs) and and act in those kinds of ways I remember I agree you know our family and this was before we kind of we've seen an increase in in the care that we have to use and everything we are talking about you know where we're gonna go eat man we're gonna go get Chinese takeout Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like why why does why does that change all of a sudden and understand that the people different people have different concerns and you can probably even defend that concern right but let's be rational here yeah let's let's not be foolish guys like I mean You know, man, I could make so many jokes right now. I'm just I'm just holding back. Okay, All right. All right. Because you got some American stores that really you'd want to avoid those bad boys. too. I'm (laughs) telling you, I don't care. I don't care. All right. um, This is Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're outside, which means we have to go in. So please come back and join us. Thank On American oh, Family Radio. That's that's a great way to bring us back. Well, that just really helps to um relax the conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trying <laughs> Thanks, to bring you reel, reel you in.
1: Yeah, thank oh, you, you. That yeah. <laughs> really makes it difficult. <laughs> 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 that just puts all that just puts a whole lot in perspective. You know, look, sometimes I get fired up, right?
2: Nothing wrong and then, with
1: that. But, yeah, so Nothing you say you get fired
2: up. You know. So
1: you say, um, but that's, that's why you married me, because you're like, I can handle it. I can deal with it. <laughs> um, but it just puts this in total perspective. I'm so tickled right now, because it's like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's talk about what they're trying, trying to divide the body to Christ. And then we come <laughs> back. It's like, oh, yes, Jesus, walk with me. Walk with me. And make sure yes. I'm walking with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on mm-hmm. American Family Radio. We do appreciate you listening. I'm Miki.
2: And I'm Will, and that's Jay Carter. walk with me.
1: Thanks, Jay. Thank you. We (laughs) appreciate it. Let's do this then. I've got this story just in case our listeners, some of our listeners may not have heard of this, um, but it just got me thinking how, you know, in the body of Christ, we have to, um, we take a lot of hits, we we rebound and then we continue laboring, doing what we know the Lord wants us to do, which is be distinct in the world Mm. um, and to hold the line, you know, everywhere that we are, even when we take hits. And so I was thinking, Of this in light of Samaritan's Purse, some of our listeners may have already heard about this on various news outlets, but over the weekend, several white tents went up in New York's uh, Mm -hmm. Central Park, uh, where Samaritan's Purse assembled a 68-bed emergency field hospital for people infected with coronavirus. I don't know Mm. if our listeners have heard about this. Um, The hospital will be complete with its own doctors, nurses, paramedics, lab technicians, and pharmacists, and a te- technical support crew. Um, and so this is really cool. But in addition to what is happening in New York City, Samaritan's Purse also did the same thing in Italy, in uh, the Lombardy wow. region where it was hardest hit. Yeah. And I couldn't help but, as I was reading this story, think back to a few months ago where we were discussing how Franklin Graham and his evangelistic team had several of their events canceled because of Franklin Graham's views on marriage and human sexuality. And this Mm. was in the UK Mm -hmm. and I just can't help but, you know, look at these situations where it's like, Hey, but you know what? We're still going to go into Europe Mm. and we're still going to set up disaster areas for people who are affected by this disease. That's huge. That is huge. I mean, there were like several different venues that, uh, which I mean, honestly, these um this crusade was set to begin, I want to say in May, the mm-hmm. Franklin Graham evangelistic team. And uh and so of course it was canceled because these venues shut them out. Mm-hmm. But now with everything that we're battling yeah. with the coronavirus pandemic, yeah. you know, it's it's canceled anyway. Yeah. But I just thought that was an interesting sort of yeah, juxtaposition is, there that yeah. you have, no, you can't come here with that kind of sentiment and thought. But you can come here and set up these hospital beds and bring equipment and and, and, and bring ventilators and all of that. And
2: quite honestly, when you look at things like that, that's what Christians do. You know, it's not like we're going to hold a grudge. So we're not coming now. No, no. no, The the love of Christ compels us to to do different things, to help, to, you know, first of all, to spread the gospel, but to help in practical ways. I was looking at um, I was watching. It was uh, uh, one of those press conferences that uh, press briefings that the president had. And he had uh, Mike Lindell there that came Mm -hmm. up. uh, He asked him to speak and totally, you know, he so he spoke about what they were doing. But then he he said, no, I didn't write this. This wasn't something. And he just went on about, you know, about God and God, you know, going to help us Mm. through this. And like and I'm like, man, there are certain people I look at. I'm like, Franklin. Franklin Graham, Mike Lindell, yep. you know uh, Ben Watson. There's just certain yeah. ones that's like they on don't a waste national, time. yeah, on a national stage. You can see that their relationship with God comes first, and they and and they amen. are willing and open, you know, to share about it. So, I, amen. I, I appreciate what Franklin Graham is doing in Samaritan's Purse. That's awesome. That's
1: right. That's right. No, that's such a great point that you bring out. Like, as believers, everywhere we go, we should be the aroma of Christ. Amen. So we should, we, we should not waste time. We should not waste opportunities. You mentioned Ben Watson. I mean, repeatedly, he's in interviews where he leaves the anchor sort of dumbfounded. Right. <laughs> They're like, Man, should we cut away? Um, <laughs> have we have any of those multicolored lines to throw up on the screen. <laughs> like we just wanna, you know. Right. But he's gonna, you're gonna hear the gospel. You're gonna hear the gospel from Franklin Graham. And I think that's so critical to what we're doing that, you know, that when Samaritan's Purse shows up, they're not showing up um, merely as humanitarians. And look, we need humanitarians, but they have come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen. And no
1: one's going to shy away from that. And I think that's incredible. It's happening in New New York Mm -hmm. and it's also happening in Italy. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that another quick mention and then we'll get into um, excuse me. Another news headline, mm-hmm. and and talk about some of the implications of that, and that'll be where we started. Okay. But another news headline was MSNBC um, anchor, what is his name, Craig Melvin? Craig Melvin, MSNBC uh, anchor, um, asked Bishop TD Jakes to pray <laughs> on live television.
2: And what, what what network
1: was that? That was that was MSNBC. Hmm. MSNBC. Yeah. Which, But remember, yesterday we were talking about the spike in people Googling prayer, like yeah, people around the world that. are turning to prayer. And so this would be another illustration and, yeah. of that. And I don't know, Mr. Um,
2: Melvin, I don't know what his, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know.
1: Well, he professes to be a Christian, actually. Well, he, um, in 2018, was interviewed by an outlet. And he said that he doesn't often talk about
2: mm-hmm. his
1: faith. Um, but since he was asked the question, he professes to be a Christian, um, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was also quarantined. He self-quarantined for two weeks okay. uh, because a member of the uh, Today Show uh, team came down with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so he self-quarantined along with his family. And he was kind of giving a, a report on that, that he got to spend more time with his kids. But mm. I just thought it was interesting that yeah. he would pause for a moment and have T.D. Jakes pray um, On air, you know, I think it just kind of speaks to what we were talking about yesterday um, about how people are desperate. People are in a situation where, like, I mean, you wouldn't expect, honestly, you wouldn't expect prayer on MSNBC. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't expect prayer on the Today Show. Um, On a lot of networks.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, being honest. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was a good, that was a cool story. Now, having um, looked at all of that, as Jay Carter brought us back. Great, great feelings. (laughs) Wonderful feelings, light feelings. Um, Let's turn our attention to this news headline from the Daily Beast, Mm -hmm. which um, is a little bit concerning. But I want us to to take a step back and just kind of think through as we talk about it. Right. So what we don't want to do is just arrive at a conclusion Mm -hmm. based on what is expected of us. Mm -hmm. So often we hear a story and we think well i'm going to my corner cuz this is where i am politically speaking or i'm going to my corner because this is where i am ideologically whatever mm. and i i don't think that people win win when you do that i right. don't i don't think that right. you win um i think it just seems like you are controlled by what you think is expected of you mm. um so conversation around it but this is really concerning so this is a story mm. from uh, the Daily Beast, there was a vicious stabbing of an Asian-American family, mm. including a two-year-old girl at a Sam's Club in Texas earlier this month. And of, according to the feds, they're calling it a hate crime. Wow. Um, and uh, they are associating this as being racially motivated mm-hmm. because of coronavirus spreading. Wow. Um, the 19-year-old who went on this stabbing rampage, if you will. Um, His name is Jose Gomez, Mm. Jose Gomez. And according to authorities, he attempted to murder three Asian American family members, including a toddler and a six year old on March 14th at a Midland, Texas Sam's club. Um, He is currently being held on several bonds, totaling $1 million, But according to this story from the Daily Beast here, the suspect indicated that he stabbed the family because he thought the family was Chinese. He stabbed the family because he thought they were Chinese and infecting people with coronavirus. Wow. Now. You know, sometimes and and this is this is sort of like the back and forth that I go through in my mm-hmm. mind, because mm-hmm. sometimes even discussing these stories almost makes it seem like this is a legitimate conversation that we need to have. Mm. Right. That this is a legitimate conversation that we need to warn people, um, you know, that the average American is not spreading coronavirus based on their nationality
2: right it's based
1: on their contact it's based Mm. on their proximity to someone else who has coronavirus and so you would think that these are the kinds of stories that we don't need to say to people but at the same time um this is an actual story and this is this is i mean this is really sad um is this surprising to you will
2: well, it does a there's a uh, shock fact factor to me like it's like man, I can't believe that, you know, surprising I I can I I I can see people, you know, being in the wrong mindset and doing something crazy like that. You know, and that's very very sad, very very unfortunate, you know, and it's like man, uh I I hope that this does not expand. You know, some people try to blame and say, "Well, that's because you know, people call it the Chinese virus and this and that. You know, I don't think that's I want to talk
1: about that. I don't th- think yes. that's why.
2: I think people, there are some people who are not mentally stable. I want to say that. And I think right. that, that those people should be uh, prosecuted for what they have done. You know, um, but it's it's not, it's more shocking. It's not surprising to me. Like,
1: Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, so I'm glad that you mentioned that because no, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, some of the conversation that we're having and this uh, disease or this virus being referred to as the Chinese virus and and talking about where it comes from because when you look into this and you do just a little bit of research, you know, just kind of trying to scratch beneath the surface. It is not uncommon historically for the World Health Organization to name viruses based on where they come from. I know that I'm not the first person to point this out. I know that other people are aware of this. At the same time, I wonder if when you have news stories like this, there is then um, an opportunity that is seized, (laughs) right, where you say, you see, this is what you're causing. This is what is happening. Mm -hmm. Um I don't think that this is the case. I think that you have unstable people and I think those unstable people need to be responsible for their actions. Now I'll tell you what I imagine, right? And again, we don't do PC, so I'm not going to try to I'm just going to let's just talk straight, all right? Yeah. You guys have been invited to sit around the table with us, okay? <laughs> Welcome. Here's a Listen, good pot of gumbo. I would for imagine you too. that what is Here's a good pot of gumbo. <laughs> let's have a conversation around this, all right? I would imagine that that what might be happening in the Asian community is this sense of heightened self-awareness. Okay. Yeah. This is what happens when there seems to be attention drawn to your ethnicity, to your culture, to things like that. right? Right. So the same thing would be true. Like I remember, you know, just a few years back when we were looking at. Um, Just all of the rioting and all of the outbreaks that were happening in the black community, so to speak. Right. There becomes this heightened sense of self-awareness where you're like, oh, my goodness. I mean, enough with this. There are just some, you know, embarrassing clips coming out of this, you know, embarrassing news stories. And you're like thinking, ah, you know, I'm I'm sick of this. So I can imagine that that may be present in the Asian community. Mm -hmm. But this is going to pass. Right. This is going to pass. And so what we as Christians have to do is make sure that when we are meeting people and coming into contact with people, that we are meeting people. Not ethnic groups, we are meeting people and we are coming into contact with people. This is what we understand. This is how we navigate. Right. And so, again, I think when you have a situation like this, like this particular incident Mm -hmm, in Texas, Um, if, if I can just, man, if I, you know, <clears throat> if I can just be 100%, it wasn't, well, no, I I just won't. I'll just be 75% on it. I just, <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just say there's some, there's some content in this story that is a little bit mind boggling to me. All right. Okay. When you talk about having a heightened sense of self-awareness because of different news stories and things that kind of cycle through the news where um excuse me this cultural group gets a lot of attention that cultural, you know all of these things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that the the perpetrator in this particular story needs to take a step back can i just say it like that and then everybody else who can catch my drift Mm -hmm. get on and ride like that's (laughs) that's what i'm saying i just think it's just i think it's ridiculous but now let me do this in the time that we have in this segment because i do want to open the phone lines and get our listeners response to what we're talking about today um there was a story from um, Christianity today. Now, you know, again, there are some Christian news outlets that have allowed for some aspects of what they print and what they run to be slanted. All right. And so you just have to understand that as you read some of that information, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, (laughs) it's going to be slanted. (laughs) right? Right. And so you have to read with discernment. So, Here is the story that was from um, Christianity Today. Okay. Asian Americans call on the church to preach against coronavirus racism. Mm. Again, Hmm. this is one of those things where I say, that's not our problem.
2: Right. That's not our problem.
1: So the Bible actually doesn't give us any parameters or any breakdown for dealing with racism. The Bible actually calls us to a higher standard, which deals with partiality. Right. Which is showing favoritism to anybody for any reason, not just based on the color of their skin or their ethnicity or their culture. And we need to understand this. But when you have something going on in the world, Mm. what the world often does is it says, hey, church, you need to show up for this. This is your problem. What are you guys going to do about, (laughs) and I'm using air quotes, coronavirus racism? Are you kidding me? Man, see. Are you kidding me? I don't think that's a church problem right now. Don't come and lay that on our porch. Come on. All right, we got to grab the break. We'll come back and pick up right here. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Stay close. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You can be a part of the program in just a couple minutes. Um, I'll give the number. But first, let me just say, I'm Miki.
2: And I'm Will, and as mercy me, even if.
1: Inspired by their convictions around human dignity and their hope in the body of Christ, Asian American believers are asking the church to take the lead in opposing Mm anti-Asian racism fueled by the coronavirus pandemic. The Asian American Christian Collaborative now, if you go, if you go, I hadn't heard of that. Is that, is that, yeah, because we, we just found it. N- brand new. Last month, just in the month of March. Look, I don't, I don't want to be overly skeptical. Okay, mm-hmm. Saints, I don't. I don't want to be overly skeptical. But we've
2: seen this before.
1: We have seen this before. So, there, I mean, you know. <laughs> these special interests, special needs for protection groups that pop up at the right time. And you know, I hate to be I'm not trying to sniff out a soros behind every one of these things, but I believe there's probably one present. Like mm. I, I think that it has the it just has I, the marks of I this. would want to
2: trace the roots of who's running this. Like I think when you go back, you're going to find like it's going it's on the order of social justice yes. weakness.
1: Oh, you're right.
2: Stuff that that's happening within the church right now. Yes.
1: Yes, you are absolutely right. So, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the case for that when I read to you the statement that they released that this Asian American Christian Collaborative Group released. Man, I'm so glad I was hard on Black Lives Matter. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad, man. I'm so glad I was hard on those folks because I don't want anyone looking at me saying Miki's a racist. She doesn't like Asian people. No, <laughs> Miki doesn't like wickedness, and on, and she man. hates when the church comes under attack. Right. And and I feel like you know you have. <laughs> I know you're able. Know <laughs> Calm you down. Can. Okay, right. That's a great song. Um, no, I'm, it's not that, guys. I just want us to be vigilant. We have our rule book. Yeah. We have our playbook, yeah. all right? So we don't need a bunch of collaboratives. I don't care who comprises them. I don't care who's in them. I don't mm. care. I don't care. We don't need collaboratives to tell us what to say from the pulpit, Okay. We don't need, because it's amazing how often these groups form and it's like, this is what we want pastors to say. What about mm. this? You tell pastors, just like Paul told Timothy, preach the word.
2: Come on, man. What happened to that? Preach the word. That's a not that? hmm.
1: Can we, <laughs> come on. Yeah. What, 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 if, the word? what about that? What if we just say to pastors, preach the word? That's not good because enough. You, no, it's not good enough. If you go through <laughs> line by line. Precept by precept, if you do that, you know what's going to happen? You're going to cover all of the issues that ail the human condition. Come on, man. All of them. There's no, you cannot read through the Bible and walk away going, I'm good.
2: No, but see, but people don't want to do that, you no. know, because this is a feeling of, oh, no, we're not doing something, you know, out of compassion. Like we have to do something, you know, preaching the word. It seems like that that that's the back the type thing. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Preach the word, right. but but <laughs> what else? That's not enough. Like the gospel not is not enough.
1: enough. That's your oh, come on, man. We dealt with this, right? Yeah. We dealt with this in February. Gospel is enough, and the gospel is enough, and and so look, survey says the gospel is enough. That's the number one answer. Right. <laughs> that's the number one answer. Let let me say this. Um, we are so desperate for gimmicks, right? So we need a sermon series. Mm. We need ten ways. We need mm. three ways. Mm-hmm. We need we need five know-hows and one video illustration that's going to relate to the community. And I'm not saying that we don't need to understand. I mean, look, Paul at Areopagus, man, the spirit of God gave him wisdom. He sent him there, right? right? He sent Paul to the Areopagus. Like, I mean, he was there for a purpose and he used what was around him to make the case for this unknown God. All right. Mm, yeah. here You can know him. Here yeah. is who he is. So I'm not saying that we don't look at what's <laughs> happening in our culture and use what's happening in our culture to point to the God of heaven. I'm not mm. saying that we don't do those things, but sometimes we're just too cute for truth.
2: And 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 that wasn't a gimmick.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't <laughs> you know, a gimmick. The,
2: like you said, the Holy Spirit led him. And you know, pretty much him seeing what was around him, he used that to preach the gospel. Amen. You know, it wasn't Amen. to to draw more people in and like he wasn't even trying to, he wasn't like, I'm gonna go to the area Area. I, I'm going to go there and and, and, and show my skills. No, he was brought there because he was doing what what he was doing in the market and in the synagogue. He was brought there. You know, that's right. Gimmicks is more. It's more of a thing of let's see how many people we can get into this building, you know, by doing this or by doing that. And sometimes it's void of preaching the gospel because you don't want to offend many,
1: many times. So, yeah, many times it is. Let me do this. Let me, let me give, give the number. If you want to comment on anything that we're talking about today, you can do that. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. As our brother Rob is getting the calls queued up we appreciate him. I want to look at this statement on anti-Asian racism. <laughs> <clears throat> I promise I don't have coronavirus. It's just my allergies. Like there's pollen in the air, which is really difficult for all of the symptoms that that they say to watch. (laughs) I I feel like I need to tell people when people cough around me, I go, (laughs) like, I just, I just need to know, um, somebody just put a mask on their radio and just covered it up. They're like, man, we got it. Okay. Here we go. Statement on anti-Asian racism in the time of COVID-19, um, We, the undersigned, join together as Asian-American Christians and community leaders to denounce the current rise in overt Asian, I'm sorry, overt anti-Asian racism throughout our country. We call for an immediate end to the xenophobic rhetoric, hate crimes and violence against our people and communities. We invite all Americans to join us in combating these contagions and work with us for the welfare of all it goes on to list the different um, cases of racism or the incidents of racism against Asian Americans. Um, It says in the last two weeks as of March, 2020 Asian Americans have reported nearly 1000 incidents of racism. Um, You know, of course we can research that and Mm -hmm. and look into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, the verbiage here, the language, the slant to this sounds an awful lot Hmm. like, Marxism. And I think okay? I, I
2: think I intended these to go up. We don't need to like, you know, ignore that.
1: Right. So this statement goes on. I'm not going to read the entire statement, but I will put a link to it in the show notes. I suggest that you go read it and I suggest that you pay attention to what's going on and not be manipulated, not be controlled. Um, but here are some of the other clues that we look for when we're looking for sort of this this neo Marxism. Um, this, you know, cultural oppression, right? This is the oppressed class. They'll never be able to get out of this oppression. This is one of the things in the statement is that they go through this history of suffering. For the perpetually oppressed, according to Marxists, there is always a history of suffering, all right? This has always been going on. And so here we are once again, we cannot get out of this suffering. You're gonna find that in this statement. But then the calls to action are troubling for me. If this is racism based on a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we expect to see this slow down, we expect this to stop. Why do we need reindoctrination for people? Why do we need kids in school to learn about Asian American suffering? Listen to this. Here's the call from this Asian American Christian group that's saying p- pastors need to preach in their pulpits and, and warn against this coronavirus racism. Here's the call to action. Number one. Engage in whole life discipleship in your churches and embrace the teaching and work of Jesus. Okay, great. Amen. But Uh by actively combating anti-Asian racism from the pulpit in congregational life and in the world. That's number one. Number two, increase awareness and education on Asian-American issues, anti-Asian bias and Asian-American histories of oppression and resistance from pre-k through higher education. Wait, what? what? Wait, why do I need a curriculum on this?
2: Wow.
1: Like that's just insane. Why do I need a curriculum wow. on racist coronavirus behavior? Wow. Do you see why do you see how yeah, this man. does not have the type of genuine presentation Eesh. that you would expect when the body of Christ responds, but when the body of Christ becomes a puppet for people like New Orleans Sorosinim <laughs> All right. For all of these people who have a vested interest in segmenting our population where we're divided by oppression and perpetually. So then this is what you get. Wow. Here we go. Number three, provide culturally competent mental health services and resources for Asian American youth and their families in all public schools and agencies.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Why does the church? (laughs) Why does the church need to do that? Why does the church need to do that? Do you, mm-hmm. do you hear how the language is the same? Yeah, it's the same. The language is the same. It's, it's the same. It's so, yeah. Our, pro, our, our, our poor, at-risk, pressured youth, they need mental health treatments. This is this is sad. Mm. Now listen to number four, and then we'll go to the phone lines. Support Asian businesses and enterprises that are disproportionately and negatively impacted by COVID-19. As well as Asian Americans in the workplace who are unfairly targeted and discriminated against. <laughs>
2: man, are, did they partner with Black Lives Matter and and some of these oh, like yeah. other organizations? Look, it seemed I'm like the you. same. Man, I, I wonder. Soros, my division, my division
1: radar, <laughs> my division radar went through the roof.
2: Man, I'm asking the question: Where sorrows?
1: <laughs> book information here as to how you divide the body of Christ and create another oppressed people group. Asians, welcome. Wow. Hey, it's been a while. I mean, I don't think you guys have ever been here, but let me just show you where everything is. Over there is all your free handouts. (laughs) Right over there, there's going to be some of your liberal candidates that are going to be looking for your vote right there. And then over here, like, let me just show you where everything is. So you can get comfortable being oppressed.
2: Please, don't. don't. I mean, this
1: is sick. This is really, really sad. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero Will the Great. Who first?
2: All right, let's go to David in Texas. Hi, David.
0: Hi, how are y'all? Doing good. Hey, David. <laughs> hey, enjoy your shows. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I just wanted to touch uh touch with you a little bit on this on this racism thing. Um you know, it's it's, it's bothered me for a while, you know, for the, everything somebody does is is totally based on on race. Come on. Uh, what you said about the kid in Midland, this is absolutely the first I've heard about it. Uh, and i uh, I'm sorry, the kid ought to hang, but <laughs> let's just leave, leave it at that. Why, my question is, why can't we? And I, I worked under a boss of a different race mm-hmm. than myself, who often tried to accuse me of being, uh, uh prejudiced against mm. race and i told him i was not uh and i've spent many years trying to prove to him that i was not i told him oh, I, said, so I said yeah i have prejudices but my prejudices lie with actions mm. Mm. It has nothing that's to good. do with the mm-hmm. color of a person's skin yeah that's good david and everything. that's good and I, I i this racism stuff is to take us down a dark hole that we yeah. don't want to go into. Let me tell you
1: something, David. Let me tell you in a nutshell, in a nutshell, and I'll make my comments quick so we can go to uh, get another call in. In a nutshell, this, in the history of our country, the enemy will not stop exploiting.
2: Oh, no. no the enemy not will
1: not stop exploiting. That's it right. doesn't matter how much we heal. It doesn't matter how much we move on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The enemy... Will put his finger on that nerve yep. at will. Always sensitive. We are only insulated mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. Come on. That's where on. our insulation is, and so I just want to say that to the members of the body of Christ. Yeah. Will the Great? Where do we go? And let next? me say this: We're oh, insulated no, in the
2: body of Christ, but we're letting that stuff in. You know. Correct. So it's 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 breaking down the 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 walls. You know. It's like sad. man, and it shouldn't be. Well, let's go to Barbara in Mississippi. Hi, Barbara.
0: Hello. How are y'all?
2: Doing Hello. good.
0: Hello. Yes. Um, I just want to say, down here in South Mississippi, um, we have a very diverse community with a lot of Koreans, a lot of Vietnamese, because we have a fishing industry down mm-hmm. here. hmm And um, my daughter was telling me two weeks ago, um, she took the children, my two grandchildren, to the park. hmm And they were playing. They were playing with another lady's uh, little girl and having fun. As soon as my son-in-law came around the corner, he's Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. And my grandchildren are half Vietnamese, half American. That woman snatched her kids up Mm -hmm. and left. And the little girl saying, Mama, what did I do? What did Mm
2: -hmm. I do? Man, that's sad. Man, you know, Barbara, that's
1: sad. That's sad. And I don't I don't have there's no defense for that. Not at all. There's no defense for that. You know, you're you're going to get some of that and and you're going to get some of that against various cultures and ethnic groups. But here's what we need to always do. We need to say that is that woman's problem. Right. That is not a problem that is reflective of the ethnic group, if you will, that she represents. And I wish we learned how to do that. I wish we could say, you know what, that is your problem. Mm -hmm. That is limited to your personal experience, your ignorance, your lack of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we'll agree. I don't know. We can't. I know we had other callers. No, it's not. There's no. (laughs) You're like, I'm not even setting anybody up for that. (laughs) Listen, guys. We have the answers. And I tell you what we can do. I don't think maybe tomorrow, if you were calling today and you wanted to comment, we'll start off the show and get your comments on this. This is a hot topic. Yeah, this is a hot topic. It always seems to kind of touch a button. And so we can come back to this tomorrow if the Lord wills it. I'm willing to do that. But listen, guys, the body of Christ, we have the remedy. Amen. His name is Jesus. And praise God. He doesn't just treat symptoms. He is the cure. He sets us eternally free from all of those things that separate us from God. All right. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
2: God bless.